0: Welcome to the Born and Raised Audio
1: Experience, presented by Onyx.
0: The times we gotta go!
2: Oh, my, my, my. Action. Everybody, thank you guys for joining us. Welcome back to the Born and Raised Audio Experience, brought to you by Onyx Hunt, which we have used a ton of lately, trying to find new spots and, and uh, anyway, scour the land if you will, but um, today's guests are all over the map. Uh, we got Lake Fork Guy. Hello. World. LFG. Uh, Guggen Squad. What other names do you go by?
0: Uh, just awesome guitar, players. <laughs> yeah. guitar player. Roll that pretty hard. Rolled that pretty hard, yeah. We
2: got Trevor, Steve, uh, Hushin' Guys. We've got uh, Mac and Casey also here. Say hi. Hello, hello,
1: Jim, hello. hello. Ladies. Ladies. Nice. Nice. Not gentlemen though. I said both. We also have no, you JD. Said ladies.
2: We also have JD here JD? with JT. Uh, JT, and he's uh, with uh, with Brackley as well. So we have a whole mix of people, guys. This is our first podcast that we've done on the land of the free for this year. This is 2020. Which is a crazy. Land of the
1: free, three No, we don't do point No, yeah, we, no dropped we dropped it. it? We're dro- yeah, yeah, we're we dropped them. it. We Yeah, we dropped it. Oh. We dropped it. it's just land of the free. Land it's just of free. land of the free. All right, Anybody I like can it. do it. I get it. I just harder we- for them to find it, but like, good good call. Yeah, I appreciate that. I
2: appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> so no, we're just uh, we're all here right now. We're in Colorado mm. today. The winds got super high. I don't want to like you know talk about today all around the all around the table as far as you know way on that side of things, but the hunting, your first hunt, Rackley. Yes. Your first calling like,
3: hunt with us.
0: Actually going out and bugling. Yeah. Experience.
3: Yeah. Well, first of all, we had never met Rackley before and called him out of the blue. Mm-hmm. We'd met Rob last year uh, on a one-hour New Mexico hunt and uh, said uh, I'd watched your hunt last year where you kind of grounded out by yourself what did you think about that I thought it was awesome and that's why I wanted to reach out to you because you could anyone who goes out alone and tries to figure something out you know that there's some some sort of passion behind that and it was cool to see how you were trying to work through that all by yourself and so uh, land of the free this year has been about trying to help people who may not have that leg up, and so it was really cool that when we called you, you're like, yeah, let's do All it. In. Let's do it. Well, so.
0: I think it's cool, too, because I'm going to ask the questions that probably most new Western hunters are going to ask. Yeah. So I've learned a ton this week, and, um, yeah, it was pretty rough last year, but... It I'm, was really cool, yeah.
2: like, just those first day with you. Uh, <clears throat> both of you guys you both of you guys as far as just like hey we're open books. It's not like there's a secret. There's no like, okay, well, just don't tell anybody this. No, we're, we're open books. And so the whole time about that, like when we first started, you started with these questions and it was really cool for me. And we have Jake. Uh, anyway, you guys have heard about Jake. He's our new cameraman. And uh,
1: producer. Props, Jake.
2: Produce, yeah. What's up, roll, Jake? Rolling hard. To- <laughs> anyway, <laughs> but it's just like his first time in the Elkwoods too. So like, Going into this whole series that we're making for the elk season, it's it's been awesome because I can, uh, it's like renewed my, my, my life of like backpacking and elk hunting and, and doing that because it's just a lot of people that have never done it before and so if there's something that I could share, if there's something that we could share, it's it's a well, Y'all awesome. have a
0: ton of knowledge. I, I find the same thing fishing. If I take someone yeah. fairly new to it, they're going to ask me questions that I, I just would skip over. in a video explaining so when someone asks you start thinking like oh okay yeah i should go over that
3: and it kind of restokes a fire like in me having you ask that uh stuff that like i don't know maybe we take for granted maybe like you with fishing and you're teaching someone else it's pretty it's fun
0: so like one of the first things i was wondering is when do you bugle and apparently, it's all the time. <laughs> How many bugles yeah. have you heard from these guys? I, it's been hundreds. Yes, Too much. Hundreds. Too much. I was kind of thinking, you know, maybe you identifiable or like getting a no. It's just whistling Dixie all mm-hmm. through the woods on that bugle. Yeah, especially you, Trevor. <laughs> I, I, pre- tre- I appreciate the people. fact
4: that Justin already identified
0: that. Trevor Run really <laughs> likes to hear the sound of his own bugle, and yes. I
1: like
3: it. I'm not gonna
4: apologize for no, it. No, you shouldn't. <laughs>
3: well JT I see
4: Trent,
2: he goes, you know, should we buy a bear tag? And I said, There ain't gonna be a bear in anywhere here. <laughs> <laughs> anywhere here. I, yeah.
3: I promise you that. You guys see many deer in here? I'm like, we've never seen a deer never in Elk it, Season yeah. in ten years. Yeah. You, you don't understand. It's just
2: a ton of I mean, it's so loud walking through the woods, let alone calling. I mean, we were six deep for three days.
1: Then we went nine deep. One then we night. went nine deep. That was fun day. Yeah. That was. was
2: the most that was the But at the same time, like, had. it's
1: productive. Like, oh, everyone's
0: man. making elk sounds. Like, you literally sound like an herd of elk right. going through the woods. That was one of the other things I picked up on was, like, you started cow calling. We were stomping through, and then... There was like a lead bugle and then um, follow up bugle. Yeah, and then B
3: Mac was following up yep. about a hundred yards behind, doing a like a satellite. Yeah, and there's no, there was no
0: like so when I hunted, I was, I was trying to sneak through everything. Yeah, yeah. and which that's y'all not are bad. trying to that's sound, not a sound terrible, like terrible. That. That's not. A, it's, that's not, not bad. Bad. It's, but it's not bad. It's just like, It's like not we've bro so program.
2: Time, No, it's not the bro program. But we've talked so many times about this like there's so many different ways that you can go about this you know there's a ton of ways to kill it I cat. was
1: thinking about this a lot like taking you guys in the first couple days because like I noticed like you and JT were like very cautious about like where you were stepping and like mm-hmm. noises you were making with these guys and they taught me this too is like they don't care they don't care how much noise they make, elk make they're noise. trying to represent a herd of elk yeah lots of calls if you step on a log and break it that's what an elk does
3: well actually you see us go over a wind Fall or whatever, and you see a stomp on it. Yeah, yeah, like Both of y'all do that. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah.
2: No,
4: it's, it just sounds more realistic with, it, with a bigger group, too. You can run multiple shooters, multiple callers, and it's actually super effective mm-hmm. covering your kill range, correct? And just again, replicating the sound of the herd. But at the yeah. same time, it's not the only way to kill. Right? I mean, there's no. tons no. of ways no, to kill way. out. Because we're not saying that
2: our way is the, the right way, it's just the way that we do it, yeah, you know, and and it's the way that we've found success doing it again. So. so
0: y'all basically have like a platoon. Well, not always. We're not, we're not
2: always nine deep. We're no, not always
3: no, no, okay. no, that hard. Yeah. We're not gonna roll that hard all the time. But a minimum of three usually. Yeah. Um,
0: collar in the back, two shooters up front, or uh, five two collars. Spots,
2: five, five spots, the best. You got two five. shooters. You got a collar on
3: the back. You got your cameraman yeah it's it's pretty dialed but yeah you can spread out about 30 40 yards cover quite a swath so and then there's the the collar on the back literally running back and forth depending on wind direction and what the bull's going to do if he's changing his angle that's another thing i wanted
2: to kind of touch on as far as like our first setup so we got over the hill the first day after the Everything that we dealt with, getting up to our spot, obviously, and that's a whole other podcast altogether. But I kind of wanted to focus this time on like getting into setups and stuff. And so, mm-hmm. when we came over the hill, we got that bull to bugle, right? So I said, "Rackley, you go
0: here," and I you said just go set up and i didn't i was like okay we're doing this uh it all kind of happened fast fast. yeah i just ran out there and found a green tree and was like well here we are here we are yeah and no (laughs) Uh, and then
2: and then like casey he's done this numerous times he's uh super accomplished elk hunter he went up he checked the wind he's like if that elk is if that bull's gonna circle us he's gonna circle here he went right in the right spot, yeah. and but you were the primary shooter. And then that's the nice thing about having two shooters is because that bull went right to Casey. Yeah, and it, so what? It, it what is that process?
0: So uh, there's a bull close. You mm-hmm. can hear him, and you're trying to get him to come in. How did you know Casey that he was gonna do wind. that little circle? The wind. Wind. So yeah. they come into the wind. They like
1: they to circle back. Downwind. They want to sur- sur- circle downwind. So if the wind's going up, like it was, they're gonna to come to the left. Okay. Instead of going upwind, they're gonna come left. And I wasn't like trying to steal that from you, but at the same time, like I was like. I'll take that spot if it's open. hundred <laughs> <100%. laughs> percent. <laughs> really? Yeah, like put his legs like, out from under him. Yeah. They use their nose. But man. at yeah. the same time, They're if that bull were
3: jacked
2: shot. and he's gonna come straight in, he would have came straight. Yeah. In.
1: yeah. Like you had just an equal. opportunity
2: yeah, you were in the prime spot ball. and that's where I was like, Set up here, Casey, go for the downwind side.
4: That's why the two shooter setup is so effective. It, it, is. Is. it, know, really it is. is. It really is. It really mm-hmm. is. Land of the Free two point oh when there's still a number in Montana. <laughs> Easy on the numbers, okay. But the numbers. We ran two shooters the whole trip and yeah. it was really effective. It was. You have two guys covering so much more distance and that situation where the elk does either swing downwind or come straight in, you're covered both both ways.
2: Especially in thick.
4: Well, I think that's guys. what's
1: so wild is like if you think about it, like you have two shooters that are literally like maybe what, 20 yards apart and you're saying like that's gonna be more effective? It is. Oh. In this timber, John, it is. Yeah. It's yeah, we're huge... hunting
3: super thick stuff. Usually, when you see the elk, it's in bow range, um, yeah. where we're at. So uh, we—that's why we, we rely on calling so much. Yeah. I mean, if you just sneak around, I mean, that's a rough deal. That's a tough. That girl. being said, we called in a lot of hunters. Wow. Well, we well, did. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's another thing I wanted to talk about as far as
2: calling wise, like. Rackley, I just wanted to kind of just. I'm not just outing anything, but at the same time, it's like pick on me. Okay. I, no, no. I think there's. I think there's. You know, if we're wanting to provide knowledge on this podcast, we're wanting to provide something uh, for people. Were you scared of calling?
0: Yes. You didn't
2: think you sounded good, right? Yes. Yeah.
0: Definitely. And you've heard numerous different
2: kinds of bugles, uh, tones of bugles, all that stuff. You've heard that, right?
0: Yes, and I got less and less nervous about it the the more I was just around y'all, seeing y'all. Just go for it. Yeah, You might goof every once in a while. You just keep going. Who cares? You yeah. just keep going.
3: Yeah. You heard it's me the mess up several of- times, and I laugh at myself like,
0: that was horrible. Yeah. yeah,
4: I think some of the best advice I ever got from you guys calling-wise, a couple things. One was about just volume of air moving through the reed and the tube. That was
3: the gun-to-your-head analogy? The gun-to-the-head, yeah.
4: right? So mm-hmm. if... To explain that for those of you who have not heard, it's essentially blow the reed through the tube as loud as you possibly can as if someone had a gun to your head and said, if you don't do that, there's a bad outcome. Yeah,
3: I had you bugle, and you blew a bugle, and I said, that sounded good. Now if I put a gun to your head and said, if you don't blow this louder, I'm going to shoot you. right? It's kind of aggressive. It seems next level. But the, the
4: next bugle you did was way louder right and from that like i've grown from that experience years ago when you taught me that the other advice i think is don't get hung up on how you sound Mm. you're gonna make mistakes and i think everybody has that initial thought in their brain that when you're learning something new you don't want to be bad at it and you don't want to sound awkward when it has to do with calling, honestly, particularly when you're around other you're people, big, yeah. right? especially so,
1: people that know how to call really well. It's like yeah. I, I, my yeah, only analogy, a little, would, yeah, like a little
4: bit, kind of a golf analogy, right? Teeing off on the first tee box in front of a bunch of people, yeah, like, mm-hmm. kind of nerve wracking, yeah. but then once you get out there, like things get better right. as the day goes on. So I think those two things really have helped me in, in my progression of calling, and uh, certainly something that you know, dude, be an I will
2: about. say, like. You call way better than me, but as far as like calling wise, you are. But it came you from your guys' advice. You body. sound, yeah, but you, Casey good. you sound, sound tremendously. Good. Casey yeah, good. Crushes, yeah. Uh, you sound well. Good. No, like
1: it's, yeah, you guys have helped us a ton. Like, I thought I knew everything about calling elk, and then I had them with you guys like what four years ago, yeah, and it changed my mind. Like no, it really it, did. It's different. It's, it's about, just frequency. Or? It's about
3: volume, volume, not pitch.
4: Right. It is. That, that is great advice.
3: Volume, not
1: pitch. Like what that, Brian was saying is like, don't worry about like what you sound like. I've literally heard bulls call. And I was like, that sounded terrible. <laughs> yeah. But it was a bull elk.
3: Yep. yep. Yeah. And then uh, I would say that if you can screw one up, you can screw up a cow call and a lead cow can pick you off. Yeah. You can't really screw up a bugle.
0: Um, yeah, as so, a a bugle. so
3: if you were to pick one or the other and you were like a little uneasy about it, I would bugle every time. Bugle it. Just I, like just, that just first
0: night we got to,
2: we got to the top of the mountain and we got to our unit, honestly, is where we were headed. And it was just like, dude, go for it.
0: You know? Yeah, you gave me a five-minute lesson on the way up. <laughs> yeah, but you did I did insin- not know did, how to bugle. You did
2: awesome. That's the whole thing. It's like what I was trying to do is instill a little bit of confidence. Like, dude, you could have called a bull in with what you said right there. You yeah, you could have called it easily, easily. Yeah, Call a bull in. Oh, now the setup and there's there's a lot of things that like oh, yeah. transpire in between yeah. that, obviously. But at the same time, it's you have to get that confidence in yourself to where you're just like. I can do this. I can go out and I can feel comfortable doing it. I do
0: feel that way now. I feel like I could go out by myself and call semi-effective. Good. Yeah. Good. Yeah, and I think you got
3: to give, like, for the new person trying to get into calling, um, because with elk hunting, I think that's the whole game is calling an elk. Um, Give yourself permission to sound terrible. Yeah. Uh, The first time you put a a call in your mouth, it's not going to sound good. And just to say, give yourself permission to be like, okay, I know it's not good. I'm going to spend hours and hours until I get this. And guess what? I spent, I was a terrible caller. And I spent an hour with Cody in his little Toyota one day coming from down south in Oregon. And him and I worked together and he made a sound and I would try to mimic it. He made a sound and I tried to mimic it. And he just, like, mentored me. And literally, all of a sudden, like, there was this epiphany moment where I accidentally made the right sound. And I'm like, and he's like, that's it. You got it. Now do it over and over, like, a hundred times. And that's what I did. And then... I think and that's, that's a how it all sudden misconception.
2: Like happened. I think people put a reed in their mouth and they're like, I gag on it. Yeah, it's not for it. me. I can't do it. can't do and it. And I yeah. think that we've actually, you know, went through all that. Trevor and I both, we we spent, I don't know how much money. A lot. On reeds, different reeds, the small reeds, the mini master, the, the big reeds, the, you know, the all, this, ones, all The Primo's
3: ones.
0: All this stuff. All the latexes, the yeah.
3: single, the a double, the triple reeds. And yeah.
2: Trimming them and, ugh it's it's just like it's not one of those things it's like when you pick up a bow you have to practice with it right i mean you have to practice to be a good shot you have to practice do all these different things it's the same thing in calling mm-hmm. Same. and thing, I, right? I
3: feel like without calling specifically people want to go shoot their bow and everything calling elk you know you have your wife or girlfriend yeah. who's like i do not want to hear that you try to blow it in your rig to work and it blows your eardrums out and so it's uncomfortable and so it's really hard to find the time to practice that. Mm -hmm. And you almost have to, like, I don't know what you do. Go to the park or whatever for a half hour. Not a park. Not a park.
4: Probably probably downtown. Like, most people maybe
3: start blowing their alcohol maybe
4: the day before season. Yeah. Yeah. And I just, it takes a little bit more than that. There's (laughs) a progression with it, too, like anything, right? Like, you're going to start out with the basic, you know, location-type bugles, the first kind of step, and then you're going to progress into more and more complex components of the call yep. and eventually in, down the road when you start to get more comfortable you'll get a more dynamic portfolio yep. of calls if you will and uh, like I'm
3: still learning On there's this two-tone call that I am is my nemesis right now I've been trying for a month uh, before season to try to figure this sucker out and sometimes I hit it and sometimes I don't and when you're in the elk woods and you screw it up you heard me do it several times I'm mm-hmm. just like Gah! Dang it!
0: Made me feel good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but guess what? It's not uh, the
3: end of the world. But guess what? It it'll was, still work. It was an elk sounding bugleish thingy. Yeah. And... Good enough.
1: Yeah. So... Well, that's the whole thing. Without like elk calling, is like you guys are like super great at it. You guys hunt with people mm-hmm. that are super good at it. But if you just go make a sound that's relevant, a lot of times mm-hmm.
0: it will mm-hmm.
1: work. Yeah. work. It'll work. It'll, it'll work. It'll
0: work. I will say, like last year. The call I was using, I was definitely more scared because there was like less room for error. Mm-hmm. That one that y'all gave me was the yellow one. I'm not sure which one. Appreciate
2: your honesty. That's my call. call. Um, <laughs> it's
0: my But one. It, we'll it, it, it was like we'll more room for error, it felt like. Yeah. There is. So
3: there's so, so, definitely different stretches, different thicknesses of uh, calls. Not all of them are created equal.
2: But at the same time, like walking up the trail, so we had a walk. A, I don't know, mile and a half or whatnot. And we just worked on that and for what? I don't know. Uh, it was 15, 20 yeah. minutes? Yeah. And you and, and you, you had, had it. A dial. Yeah, you yeah. had it. And you know the you know the progression of what it takes to just like blow that call. And then you can you can honestly go back and be like, all right, you know what? That wasn't a good one. Okay, that was a good one. And you what was mean? awesome
3: was is that was like day one and then I hunted with you on day four. Right and cold like hadn't called at all middle of the day after our deal you grab that sucker and let out a bugle low to high to low and i'm like oh, that's Perfect. really good yeah. and so good it's work. like "Ah, uh, dialed that cold with no screw up you're good yeah So,
2: and i can't stress enough having a call in your mouth and i don't care what it's for it's for stopping that animal when you need that shot, when you need that shooting lane and stuff and I, I think you see a lot of stuff on T V where people and whatever the situation may be, the elk stops on its own or whatever, it's wide open, but you want to be able to you want to be able to actually control what that elk's doing at that
0: time. That's that's where I'm really inexperienced now is getting to watch those processes happening. Setups. Right. Right. Close-ups. The setup is the big deal. Because as much as It really is.
3: It is. So we put in four hard days of hunting. um, Got, you know, some weathered out. But literally, you haven't really seen an elk yet, right? Right. I've
0: I've only seen the butts of elk. I'm ready to see, like, the face. Yeah, so we're talking
3: about, you know, these guys are saying, you know, you guys are so good at this, but we still blanked after four days. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're still hunting public land... Uh, here grinding right. and and uh, we haven't gotten one. We haven't even been. A... I think
4: there's shot, there's shot something one, to be said so. about practicing call like stopping an elk while you're actually target practicing. Yeah. Oh, come to full draw. There's a dynamic of your you know your string pressure and your nose and trying to do a cow yeah. call that is unique. And if you don't practice that, it's gonna be weird in the moment of the field.
2: Well, and that goes into a whole different segment of yeah. your pack on your back. That's it. So we're setting up the with first crocs. couple. Of, with Crocs. With on Crocs the... on the back.
1: Yeah.
4: Attach your pack. Well, they're attached to your pack. I'm just talking like hunting scenarios. But, I mean, let's be honest. Like shooting a bull with Crocs on your backpack is pretty cool. Pretty it's cool. like next level, but it's <laughs> <Pretty> like <cool. laughs> it takes <laughs> yeah. some time.
2: No, it does. I mean, it comes down to the whole thing of, well, I just put a call in my mouth and I gag on it. I can't, I can't blow a reed, right? Well, if you, I mean, you take that down that road, it's, it goes right into, well, I'm shooting with a pack on my back. Well, are you practicing with a pack on your back? Are yeah. you practicing calling with the reed? Are you practicing, you know, Vino I mean? harness on, Vino harness on all that stuff. And it was just,
0: and being out of breath.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah. And all you're, you're really winded, easy. you're at 10,000 feet and you're trying to shoot this elk. That's going to hopefully in your one shooting lane that you have that's already pre-ranged. You know, there's so many things that have to go right. I think. In order to make it work,
3: it's... And I, there is. It's,
0: it's like so much work on calling, and then you get to that setup point, and that's where I get a little scrambled. Like right. my, my first question is, like, how far do I need to go set up mm-hmm. against the caller? And well, what's the good, rule
3: of thumb is set up as close as possible to when you guys are like, okay, we need to set up, because the, the caller can always move back. Yeah. if you move forward and that bull is coming towards you there. if he's coming in hard then you may get caught moving so yeah. when we say it's time to set up we do it fast very fast so we're just you spot you pick a spot you Closest jog spot. there preferably in front of in front of something. the structure Yep. Yeah. Um, so then and and we try to stay standing instead of kneeling because so many times a bull hang up right there on that edge and you need to to cut the distance, and if you're on your knees, they go numb, and then that starts to do stuff to your yeah. your system, and it makes it harder
4: to hold your bow back, and... The other dynamic is kicking out your place you're standing, right, yeah. For, so it's level. Not even necessarily, I mean, that's that's helpful as well, but from a noise component, right, if you need to pivot to mm. a shooting lane, having like a, an area of your feet that you're not standing on sticks and leaves and things that are going to be noisy and I didn't potentially think about that. create... Potential to get like caught. That's another great tip over the years that I've picked up from you guys. And
3: one of the things that I mentioned to you Rackley was um, in the heat of the moment when we stop the bull for the shot, I feel like a lot of hunters, especially people that are new to it, when you call that elk and he turns and he looks at you, automatically you feel this panic, like this rush. Like, okay, he sees me. I got to shoot him quick Mm-hmm. because he's going to see me and he's going to run well it's not really true we have good camouflage uh we have the wind in our favor hopefully hopefully, hopefully <laughs> you know you make that little yeah like that and that bowl can stop broadside and you can make sure your bubbles level you can get your pin right you can squeeze Settle it. and you can just pull 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 and it can
4: go off it could you can sit there for seconds, several uh, four seconds, or five four seconds. or five seconds easily, Easy. Yeah. easily.
1: And which I think usually. to
4: your point, a lot of people, it's like less it's than a, a meow, second, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. and that generally in what I've seen leads to
3: less than ideal. Well, what happens is, is you, you swing over and jerk the trigger, you know, yeah. meow, pow, like that. And what happens it. is when you swing yeah. over, you have that momentum and you'll end up six further. inches farther to the right or, left. or low or whatever. Yeah. yeah.
2: So let's get in, I, I, you know, yeah, the hunting aspect I think is super important, but I think with like, what we have here, first timers and stuff like that, just backpacking, just backpacking for the first, for the first time, going back in and staying for days on end. What was
1: your experience? Here's a that, question. Yeah.
0: Rackley. What is one item that you had that you would get rid of? There was a couple of things. I had way too many jackets. Yeah. I had two too many jackets, and the way we were hunting, we were so hot all the time. You know, it might be like 60 degrees in there, but I had, I had rain jackets. I had an extra, like, hybrid jacket. Really, I think, like, the puffy, like, you guys all had, like, a puffy jacket and then, like, a wool tee. That was good. What else? Um, I didn't have Crocs. Definitely want those. Yeah, so mm-hmm. what's that what's it would you add? add? So
2: so there's those small tiny tiny little things. Crocs, big one, uh a pad to sit
0: on, big two. Oh yeah. Yeah. Little that, food things. Lo- you know oh yeah. Let's talk about food. <laughs> Let's, talk, Let's about talk about food. food. Yeah, Let's talk I went, about food. I mean we literally so, have pizza delivered right now at our door. So good. Good. Yes, we we're here. gluttonizing right now after, you know, just going on.
3: But when you're in the, the backcountry, I had asked you, like, what do you have to eat? And you're like, I have Chili Mac.
0: And For five chili days. And Chili Mac. Oh, and Chili <laughs> and Mac. And, chili and, mac.
3: Chili. and I, you're like, yeah. oh, that's going to hurt.
0: At the beginning, I thought it was a great idea because I love Chili you Mac. You love it. <laughs> and then I saw you guys, I got so jealous. It was like, Casey had all this cheese and yeah, all, these, cheese all these sauces and these little Casey things. Casey rolled hard this year. I did. I will <laughs> say was sausage. a heavy. Sauces, yeah, you were like 55 pounds or something, yeah, 20 pounds of food, That's but like a sauce, like a hot sauce or something like that to change it up. Oh, yeah, next level, definitely. I, I thought those Taco Bell little packets, or just even if you have like a little bottle of Tabasco or something, just to give it a little flavor, it does little savory things. Yeah. Um, I would also bring something sweet for dessert, like a little chocolate or something. Just to, yeah. just to perk the spirits. It
3: is. Yeah, I put one piece of gum. Yeah, even that gum, when you gave house, me that piece like, of
0: gum, I was like, that coffee. is so delicious. It's crazy. Isn't Logan it? had a starburst, and I was like, oh oh my I've my never gosh. loved a starburst so much <laughs> in my life.
1: <laughs>
0: things I would do for a starburst. Yeah.
2: No, it is. I mean, it's those, those small things, right? So, yeah.
3: to kind of outline this for uh, the listeners, we started out at what level? Uh, vertical. 80 some. Yep. Yeah. Our highest we got was 10.5. Yep. Yeah. Right in there, 10.4.
2: I would say that would be the highest.
3: And over the course of four days, we did 33 miles.
4: Something like yeah. that. Well, what did, did you have any impact with altitude coming from Texas? Definitely. Because
0: yeah. I'm at like 500 feet. Yeah. So when I first got up here, like 8,000, I was, whoa, like the first yeah. steps. Yeah. Um, but after, I think, four days, I got used to it. Mm -hmm. Got used to the pack weight. It was around, you know, mid 30s, maybe 40 pounds. Altitude, everything was good. And one thing I picked up from y'all is, you got to take little breaks and then just take care of your feet. Take care of your feet. That was my big thing.
2: No, when we started this whole thing, uh, I met you guys in a little town in Colorado, and for lunch. And my big thing was, hey, you know what? We're a team here. If one person in on the team goes down, we all go down. Mm-hmm. So we all have to pick each other up. And that was the big thing. Like, hey, if you have a hot spot on your foot or anything like that, we'd stop right there. Done. Yeah. You know, it takes five minutes. Let's just luco tape that thing up. Let's just figure out what's going on. And then we can proceed on. But it's just like there's no, I don't know. When, you, when you're on these kind of hunts in the backcountry, it's like you can't be Captain Tough. Well yeah.
3: morale It's gotta be a team. It's yeah. Morale. needs teams. to be at the top yeah. of priority list Correct. In, when you're back there. Correct. Like no matter it's so hard for how many miles, elevation, not seeing elk, a lot of hunters, your feet hurt, weather. blisters, weather, uh, altitude stuff and you know, exhaustion. Yeah. And it's so important to like maintain a positive attitude with your compadres, yeah. You know,
0: we did, and we did. I, I like stopping, like when we saw a grouse. You know, spend yeah. a little bit of time doing little that. It was so much fun. Yeah. You see a little lake or stream. Spend a little time, do some fishing. It just kind of breaks things up, and then you're like back and steady because because if you want to so grind
2: hard. every single day,
0: yeah, it, you guys know. You, I'm not gonna, gonna like,
2: lie, it turns into a giant. Yeah, it, it's just well, it's just one of those things. And that's
0: where, what uh, the Hush guys here taught us, like.
3: We would dive in. This is and what just, we learned from them. Honestly, we I, had to learn I, how honestly, to have fun, honestly, and enjoy, enjoy a few things. <laughs> we are we having fun? <laughs> huh? Yeah. are like, not? Then yeah. why were we why doing are
2: we this? Here? Yeah. 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 We're like, we That's all have for meat and to kill ourselves. Why, why are you guys having fun doing this? Yeah. And it was just like, man, they taught us like, what are you guys doing? Why aren't we doing this to have fun? And mm-hmm. honestly, I, I, yeah, I can't commend you guys enough. It was you guys taught us. To look back and to step back and see why we're doing what we're doing. And I was just like, man. And it just enhanced the whole experience.
3: Yeah, and the success still happens. And the, and yeah, yeah. You're I
1: still appreciate successful. that. And I think the success was like, went up. 100%. To be honest. Yeah. yeah. Like, I, well, like, we get it. Like, we want to hunt hard. Like, we're out there to kill something. But at the same time, like, if we're not, like, laughing and having fun, like... What's the point? I can, right? I can buy a beef steer for pretty cheap. <laughs> yeah. To be honest, that's not terrible.
4: Yeah, that's not percent, right? It's yeah. like it,
1: to be like to like to be hundred percent honest. Like if we hunt, to, like get food for cheap, right. that's not true. Well, right. if
3: only tagging out was the the bar we had to set, then this week would be considered a. A, a failure. big failure. Yeah. yeah, and I think all of us would agree
4: that these last four or five days have been pretty epic. You can put mm-hmm. a lot of pressure on yourself or your mm-hmm. group to try to tag out or mm-hmm. fill fill those tags, and yep. I think I see it in a lot of different friend circles that hunt, right? Like, there's that expectation and the pressure to fill tags, mm-hmm. and it starts at a certain point in time. You just start to not enjoy the. Time you have with your buddies in the woods. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I just grinding. I would agree. Yep. There, yeah. there, there's there's lot lessons
4: to be learned from from not having success. Yeah. There's also opportunities to just admit that, you know, it just wasn't meant to be this time. Well,
1: yeah. how many people have we met in the last two days since we packed out that have killed bulls that are from the Midwest? Uh, one for sure. Uh, not two. Yeah. Two. One
3: got a six point, one got a, yeah.
1: Like guys from the Midwest coming out here to hunt elk, doing
3: it on their own. He did it solo. That one guy, yeah. that we met Aaron, in the parking lot. Aaron, shout and out! It's good to meet you, buddy.
1: We
2: get emails like that all the time, yeah. all the mm-hmm. time, and it's just like awesome because hey, you guys inspired me to do something outside my comfort zone. Yeah, and I went out and I did it, and I killed an elk. I'm thinking, yeah. oh, you we can. Didn't. That's, awesome. that's, yeah. The takeaways
4: awesome. though is you can continually learn from failure setups right you can hard, own, still enjoy the heck out of pitching a camp when you've carried around on your back all day long yeah mm-hmm. you can enjoy the camaraderie you know when you're all cooking up your jet boil food and maybe you, you found a grouse to add to your mac so chili delicious mac, right wow, all those little so things good. are i yeah. think yeah. super valuable still to uh, appreciate and hold high and standing when you're out chasing elk yeah and then it's just icing on the, on the cake right when you when it finally all happens yeah i would agree, yeah. I would agree. the trout you catch that day or yeah. whatever
2: kind of goes into that like i mean we had to hike miles to get back to the lake that lake i wanted time. to get to and it was cool i mean it was just like uh that was really important to me i'll be totally honest as far as like just just going there and just like because you're the big fishing guy. I mean, oh, you're, yeah. you're, you're a big fishing guy. Well, when like, he said he
3: hadn't caught a brook trout before. Never caught a brook
2: trout. Yeah. All country. we need to do is see a moose, and we've sealed the, yeah. <laughs> we sealed the deal. Yeah, No, but at the same time, it's just like one of those things where I think, and this is what Hush and honestly, what you guys have taught us, is like enjoy, enjoy the experience. It doesn't have to be you have to kill, 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 kill. And I think that, I mean, we were down that path for a while, but... At the same time I think you guys have taught us to like step back, enjoy what you're doing. Yeah. And so that has been my drive this year is like, hey, we're gonna go on some lake stuff and we're taking oh, Lake Fork guys with us.
1: Best thing ever. That and night was, we're
3: we're we're <coughs> eating. Why, why we're can we talk about that night? Real but, quick. I think you can talk about it. Yeah, I, I think you can. It was pretty
1: great. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it was like what, what day two? I think yeah. was just uh, impressed
2: with Excalibur. Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I'm still working on prototypes and I'm still working on <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm still working on that stuff. Maybe Guggen. I don't know. We yeah, can,
0: maybe. We we, not, we can hook you up with some line for sure. I didn't hear, <laughs> <him. laughs> did hear him Four talking about line. your line selection. Just, Just line, line rod.
2: You Is what it is. If you can line shame, I mean, you can get your own rod sponsor. But anyway, I liked your setup,
0: though. The telescoping rod on the backpack. When you wanted to bet me, yeah, that's part of went the You bet but...
2: mode, because I've done that with a few different people. Yeah, my man, eyes kind of twinkled, they Yeah, like, oh, yeah. go. <laughs> sure you want to do this? Are you really sure you want to do this? i that that yeah. Are you really sure? But it was well, cool, because I got to actually have a fly pole that you had. and It was fly really rods. cool. Fly rod. Uh, they call them rods. Well, you you can said. call it a pole. That's <laughs> that's, that's, uh, okay. that's okay. That's bullshit. I got to swing it. I got to swing it over my head. You it were
1: good at it, except for when you were like two feet from the freaking tree, and you were like...
0: One, yeah, you know, right before we went on that brook trout adventure, we ran into a group of young hunters. Yeah, they just had their heads down, looked like miserable, they like they're have... four or five days in, just trucking, marching. And there's all these brook trout, you know, we're sitting there, hanging out, like eating a snack, catching brook trout, having fun, and they're just marching, not hearing any bugles. And it was like, it was. It's kind of we recognize this is a tough time right now. Yeah. We're not hearing a lot of bugles. Let's break it up, and let's just have a little fun and give it a dangle.
3: Yeah. Yep. No, and that's
2: what, I mean, honestly, that's what Hushin has taught us, a boatload, because we used to grind hard like every single day, and it would just be like, if we're not hearing bugles, and then it's easy to get into, well, why'd you make that call? Why'd you do that? Why'd you do And it's easy to kind of get into that whole Aspect of blame each other and stuff like that. Oh, it can get negative. It's oh. never, negative, yeah, competitive. It's, yeah. it's competitive. It is something that we don't want. We don't want at all. And um, anyway, so I'm just, I'm just glad Listen, you guys have fun. We, yeah.
4: we have a saying that we've used for a lot of years, but you only get so many opening days in your life. Yeah, you do. And when you start to really think about that and put it in perspective, a lot of that stuff doesn't matter when you really like boil it down, right? Like When you can no longer go hunting because of your age or your health, you're going to reflect back on a lot of things uh, and a lot of them are going to consist of the time you had with your buddies in the woods yeah. not necessarily the tags that you punched yeah. so I think it's important to, to take those moments and go fishing or shoot some grouse or just hang out and relax and like, yeah. you know, sit on a hillside and filter some water and have some snacks and not really worry about it and it, as you continue to work hard like success will come it will because yeah, right? the yeah. hard work yeah. didn't go away on that trip even though you took time out to catch fish, shoot grouse, you know, have that camaraderie. You still put on 30 some miles in a few days. Yeah. So still, and we had, still yeah. We, we had a couple close calls. Big wins. We didn't tag out, we know, had a couple close calls.
2: So All right guys, pizza's here. Let's dig into that. Cool. Uh just thank everybody for listening to this. I, I really appreciate it and anyway, we're going to do another one here shortly, right? Let's do it. Double it up. Double it up. Double it up. All on. Thanks guys for listening.
1: Bye.